0: <laughs> Wednesday evenings from 6 until 7 on 107.5. Kazhush, da ti telo left the auditorium na drugom mestu. Pri amoram ja priznat, da se vako nikad dosiceo nisam i da me strah. Strah me pokuša pomodno. Mada se si slušala u pjesmu i uživala o njoj. Jer ovo je naša pjesma. Jedna pisma pjesma ko opišne našu ljubav i našu povezanost. I mada si daleko, ipak me drži to da smo zajedno na jednom dalekom drugom mjestu. Gdje možemo biti samo ja i ti. Zajedno, daleko gore, u obraci. Together to be with each other but with themselves, a place where they're accepted and understood by each other and not judged. And when we're away from here, I barely recognize you in the everyday world and monotony and bullshit. But it's here where we can be truly us away from the noise and it's here where I first saw you and where I want to stay with you and even though it's over now I can never forget that feeling of being there with you somewhere very high up in the clouds geschrieben und jedes irgendwie besonders, auch unsere. Und ich fürchte, dass es oft so viel Angst hätte und dass ich mich nicht treute. Dass das eigentlich der Grund ist, warum wir hier sein oder sind. Denn wir sind an diesem Ort, aber auf einem anderen Ort. Ein Ort, wo wir uns verstehen und ein Ort, wo ich, wo ich mit dir bleiben möchte. Und auch wenn du jetzt weit weg bist, träume ich noch immer von dir und unsere Zeit zusammen in den Wolken.
1: Hello and welcome back to another S R M Episode, first of the year. Yes, so. Oh, the decade. We we have some. We were having some discussions about it. We're when not, does it start? Uh, when does it start? Is it this year? Is it next year? We Let's don't make quite a poll. Know.
2: Like leave your <laughs> leave your opinion in the comment.
1: Yeah, it's opinion based. This thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I hope you all had a very nice New Year's Eve and also Christmas. We hadn't we haven't talked to you since. No, think, no, huh? we
2: were on a hiatus for a few yeah. weeks, but we are gonna come with full force, huh? Hell oh, yeah! So with us, with uh, you, Luna.
1: Yeah. So today we have me, Luna, Rafa, me? Ruby with our other tech, and Lorenzo, Hello. our guest.
3: Hey, and thanks for having me. Thank it's you. It's nice to be here. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and what you were just listening to was a live recording. We're still listening to it. It's a live recording of uh, Maastricht-based musician, Branamir. I don't know if you've heard of him. And this is a performance that he did at one of our live sessions, an SRM live session in November last year. It's a mixture of traditional folk songs and some English lyrics by him, Branamir. And it's sort of related to our topic today, actually, which is storytelling. And it is. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, there's a lot of questions that are raised when you mm-hmm. say that. So, what exactly are stories, and how, how do you How do you
2: make them? How do, do you, you make them? convey them? right? Exactly. Yeah. What
1: makes the stealth stories? Mm-hmm. What was the urge? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's start then at the beginning of everything.
2: Of every story that was ever told. Um, yeah. So, I came up with the topic, thank you guys for joining me mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, it was a bit of a last-minute emergency topic, but I hope you're going to have a great discussion. Um, I wanted to talk, yes, about the storytelling, about how, what's going to be our take on it. Um, we should start from the beginning. like how, What kind of media did humanity develop to actually convey our stories, if you think of it back then when, he, when we were still hunter-gatherers hunting the mammoths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only way for them to convey their story and to leave it for future generations was to put the painting on the wall, right? And if you buy, like fast forward fifty thousand years to to this age, like if you would think, like what what would the caveman think of all the opportunities he would, ha- he would have now? He could make a movie about hunting the mammoth, or like write a book about it, or make a interactive VR thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to touch upon how different stages of media, so from these paintings to uh, writing, so like essentially spoken word and like written word, then to radio, to visual media, how they all opened completely new venues and how they also changed the way we kind of perceive things and how do we interact with them and how do we get immersed with them. And because of that, like I invited my dear housemate, Lorenzo. Hi. Um, Hi. You're a writer, um, (laughs) a housemate. Yeah. And, I thought of you regarding this topic because, well, you do have your own blog, so you write articles, you write your travel stories. Yeah, sure. And we have all of discussions at home as well about uh, different shows, you know, we are also going to talk about that later. Um, I want to hear your opinion, like what does, what does it mean to you to tell a story? Are you a storyteller?
3: Uh, yeah. I I, I always have been uh, fascinated in stories since I was young. Uh, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I used to do really weird, geeky things. Like I used to watch uh, my favorite cartoons. Uh, I used to watch things like Wallace and Mm Gromit. And I, I I would sit in front of the TV with a pen and paper and I would write down what was happening in the story like pretty much word for word mm. um you know not a whole lot of creativity there but uh you must me, be it, a
2: fast writer then uh
3: yeah i paused it a lot <laughs> <laughs> um you know or i would take books that i was reading at the time and i, I would uh, yeah sometimes just copy uh, word for <laughs> word uh, i hadn't really developed much of a creative instinct at this point so then uh, okay. after that like you know then i went to school and then we were kind of encouraged to write our own stories and i really liked it i like this uh, this Kind of exercise of just coming up with stuff off the top of your head, but really for me it's kind of more about the the relating something, you know. Mm-hmm. So these days the story that I, the stories that I tell are not so much uh, stories that I've created, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, kind of raw material that I've taken from my life, my experiences, and I try to relate that through writing through in your media, you know through different
2: media, like your recent well article, I could call it about dishwashing. It was <laughs> yeah. quite interesting. I can relate to that. It was a lovely article, like something fresh take on something that happens in normal life, but it's put from a completely different perspective, right? Sure. So. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I always say when people ask me, why do you write? I say, it's because I can't paint. Mm. Um, <laughs> I always want my, my writing, my stories to be as colourful and as vivid uh, as possible but yeah, I mean things like the dishwashing story is something that I've experienced myself so it's kind of part memoir, you know, I add a bit of, um, I don't know, narrative flavour or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know I kind of tweak a few things here and there just to make it uh, nice and readable mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean the, ma- the main thing for me is just to kind of uh, open up the world to my readers, kind of get them to be interested in, in what would seem to be mundane and seem to be kind of, you know, these kind of humdrum experiences and just been immersed in it. Yeah, sure. I mean, because for me, some of the best writing, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be about huge things that people have mm-hmm. done. A lot of it is just people's perception of what they're going through in their day to day lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's kind of what I try to do. I mean, the fact that I, I like to travel as well, you know, I also like to incorporate travel into my writing. Um, but in that sense, it's quite hard to, to set yourself apart because... I mean, everyone's a travel writer these days or everyone's vlogging or everyone's you yeah, know, doing yeah, something. Yeah, there's a lot so. of
2: competition, so to Yeah, speak, sure, it's sure. It's oversaturated, for sure. Yeah. Um, have you thought of writing some other type of things, like, for example, scripts as well? Or?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the, you know, the nice thing about it is is that you have so many different media available mm. to you. You know, I think there was a time in the past where it was kind of a rite of passage where if you were interested in writing, you would go either into writing novels or you would work for a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, these days, you can be a writer your whole life without ever being in a newsroom. You know, you could write for a podcast, you could do blogs, you could...
2: Uh, write on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you could write insightful Facebook posts. are you a storyteller?
1: Oh, I think so in my own way, I okay. guess. Yeah, I like coming up with stories. I don't necessarily write them down as Mm -hmm. prose but I used to do a bit of theatre and I think now I stopped for a couple of years now but I still have those tiny little projects in my mind that I I would like to put forward and uh, yeah but I think it's interesting that that you say that you're like telling your process and for me I think it's very different because usually what I do is I have kind of this this first Glimpse of an idea that comes to my brain, but then the way that it develops is really through improvisation. So just go into a room and start improvising, which is literally, literally playing like a kid Mm, and just going around and just kind of you enter this completely different world and you really don't know what to expect. And it's like a sandbox as well. You can just build up your own. And you you let, yeah, you let yourself create things and be affected by the things that you created. And also, if you have other people in the Mm. room, which is always nice. Then you're always in this constant interaction, and it's beautiful, really. Yeah, I miss
2: that. R- Ruby's looking at me. Mm-hmm. Are we? Are we <laughs> on no, schedule? We're on schedule. We are yeah, still I was on just schedule.
5: thinking about my own experiences of how you're Are you a storyteller? I think so, in a different way to then, some other people, I think, mm-hmm. because for myself, um, I play a lot of music and I DJ a lot, and but I can't play the instruments myself, and I'm not a great songwriter, so I find myself. Often creating playlists and storytelling in a way through the songs themselves and stitching mm-hmm. together collections of songs that tell a particular story.
2: Just like the the episode which we had on the Trans Day of Remembrance as well, right? Yeah. It, they tell the story yeah. of the
5: It, it performance. tells a story of performance and on a Trans Day of Remembrance it's mm. the twentieth of November. You honor essentially all those that died in for being themselves during the year. And for me it was a way of telling the story of these people through mm-hmm. the music itself and through creating sort of or creating almost it's like people who uh, create exhibitions for me it's about telling a whole story using all of these different components and putting together so at the end of an hour of listening to this music you suddenly feel like you've learned something or told mm-hmm. some kind of story through yeah. that
1: would you say that There would be a difference if you were to tell the same story, but through a different medium. So instead of through music, you had to write a text or give a speech or make a film.
4: I think so. Yeah, Yeah. I
5: think it always depends on the medium.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Not always, but like, one of the examples I would think is, um, as a kid, I've read, we talked about that before with Lorenzo. Um, I think both of us read, maybe all of us did. Um, Lord of the Rings, for example, right? Or newer example, Harry Potter, say, right? Um, I read those books as a kid, and that's that's the immersive part, which I wanted to touch upon. How like different media like completely change the way we immerse ourselves in the world. Because when I was reading as a kid, I was imagining all those locations. You know, I had like my own view of how people look, how the locations look, whatnot. And once confronted with the movie, like it also completely changed. The movies were great; they're one of the best trilogies ever released. But like it also like changed the perception, you know. And even though they are. <clears throat> Essentially, like you could say, one to one with books, so there there is differences, what not. They convey the same story, but the immersion was also completely different, yeah. right?
3: I, I think that's a really good point. And it, for me, Lord of the Rings as well, I, I also read the books before seeing the movies. Mm-hmm. And I th- if, if I understand what you're saying, you can kind of uh, imagine the things for yourself, like yes. the settings and the characters, and you mm-hmm. kind of have your own mental image of what they look like. Exactly. But obviously now, because the films are so widespread, it's if I stuck. say Legolas, we yeah, all yeah, yeah. see <laughs> Orlando Bloom, don't exactly. we, you know? whereas before, I think I had something else in my mind. I think I think it depends on what, uh, on what level you want to engage with the story, though, as I well. Suppose. Maybe, you know, you have kind of more purist types who say, you know, I'd rather read the book because you get the full picture and you get all mm. the lore and everything. And then there are those people that say, well, you know, I like the special effects and I like the battles. And mm.
1: for
2: that reason, I depends like- It depends what they're looking for in the story. Often exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: There think. is one case that I find interesting. I don't, I, ca- I can't remember the title, but it's mm-hmm. this book uh, about blind people. So everyone goes blind in the world. And it's- It them trying bell, to, or... Yeah, I don't quite remember. But the th- it's a curious thing because most of the people that read the book and then went to watch the film were saying that you the film
2: was better
1: than the book itself.
4: Oh, oh okay. And I was quite thing.
1: impressed by that comment. Yeah, it's very rare. It and doesn't a happen, lot no. of people kept telling me that. I still haven't read the, the, fi- the book. Mm-hmm. But I should, because I saw the <laughs> film first. So maybe now I'm going to read the book, and I know no, the book is definitely better. Well,
2: like it's thing. the same <laughs> with like video games and video game adaptations for movies. You may or may not know, but like they are generally very weak. It's like a curse, essentially. Like it's you try to transfer one medium which works in its own format, but then changing it to, to a movie, for example, it completely switches it, right? So I think mm.
1: I think this is where the content and format uh, discussion kind of gets interesting because you mm. talk, you're telling a story about blind people through a visual medium.
2: Exactly. that, that, that That's the confusing yeah. part, right? Because when you're reading it, you can read it from like the perspective of a blind person, yeah. right? And like the movie is like what? It would be a black movie with just sound. That would be interesting as yeah. well, but uh, that will be essentially. A long was, long was that long. before no. the days
3: of podcasts that they made this? Or, uh, um,
1: no, I think podcasts. No, were oh, okay. On. Yeah. <laughs> I was
3: going to say
2: maybe a more appropriate medium. Um, <laughs> well, shall think, we jump to a song?
5: Yeah, we can jump to a song now. Um, yeah, I, I again created the playlist for tonight.
2: Thank you very much for that.
5: And I think the next song is by uh, one of my favorite artists, Susan Vega, and she has a very good way with words, I think, mm-hmm. and often tells things in a folk tradition of you don't have your traditional verse chorus verse chorus structure but rather just a story Mm -hmm. and the music sort of supports that story Mm. and i think we can probably give it a listen and then we can make our own decision about whether we appreciate the stories that are being told let's see about that huh oh i've
6: heard
1: it so many times
7: And slowly she led him inside. He said, I've watched your palace up here on the hill, and I've wondered who's the woman for whom we all kill. But I am leaving tomorrow, and you can do what you will.
4: Only
7: first I am. Said I see you now and you are so very young But I've seen more battles lost than I have battles won And I've got this intuition says it's all for your fun And now will you tell me why? Well the young queen she fixed him with an arrogant eye She said you won't understand and you may as well not try But her face was a child, and he thought she would cry. But she closed herself up like a fan. And she said, I've swallowed a secret burning thread. It cuts me inside, and often I fled. And he laid his hand on the top of her head, and he bowed Tell There, ashamed Of the way her heart ached And she took him to the doorstep And she asked him to wait She would only be a moment inside Out in the distance Her order was heard And the soldier was killed Still waiting for her word And while the queen went on strangling In the solitude she preferred The better continued on.
1: (laughs) So that was Susan Vega um the queen and the soldiers i've listened mm-hmm. to the song so many times at home ruby's always playing this
5: it's one of my favorites personally yeah and um, it does convey a story as well yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah
1: I think. but that's actually an interesting because when we were preparing for the episode, me and Ruby were sat there trying to look for songs like, Oh, what song conveys a story? What is it what what song is All really kind of related though, you to you yeah, exactly. so But then yeah, what ex- what what makes you decide on what story conveys more of a storytelling theme than other stories? The than hard than style
2: songs. makes hashtag sixty six such a good story, huh? Yeah, <laughs>
5: sometimes <laughs> it's a way it's it's a certain form of poetry. In mm-hmm. songwriting particularly it uh, I often see it very linked to poetry and in terms of how you convey from one point the beginning of the song is different to the end of the song it mm-hmm. goes through some sort of resolution and peak and like arc yeah it goes through like a sort a of story arc. you
1: say that then it's more of what we've decided is like the arc of storytelling but other forms of telling things are also storytelling even if they don't fall i think in the there same are Formats, right, format, right?
2: You would know something. maybe. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Because, like, basically, like, it's being said that the stories didn't, the structure of stories hasn't really changed for, like, forever, you know, we have, we changed the mythos at different characters, but, like, all of the story arcs, like, were, generally speaking, in many cases, like, the same way, right? So is there a very, is there a structured way to convey a story, like, what makes a story, huh? That would be the question. Yeah, I think. What's the bare minimum?
1: I think, well, th- I think there are two questions that are like for the bare minimum, I think to tell a story itself, mm. there is no structure. You just... Need actors
2: and situations. You have, or yeah, exactly.
1: You have a situation, you have two people interacting, I think the moment mm. you interact with someone, you're already telling a story of some kind, mm-hmm. consciously or unconsciously. Mm-hmm. But then the act of deciding I'm gonna write something with this purpose, and I'm gonna give it to someone and say, this is a story that follows the certain parameters and you're going to um, reproduce that in certain medium Then it does that certainly require more of a format.
2: Is someone uh, calling us?
1: Yeah, this someone's is... Someone's calling us.
2: Someone's is there calling someone us? calling us? Oh. We're having a live call. Exciting. I don't know how this works, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can try. Cool story. Who is this? Hello. 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 Who are we speaking to?
8: Yeah, I can not in Kunt um, u mee staan in het Nederland?
1: We don't speak Dutch.
2: Wel een beetje. Een
8: beetje? Ja. Yeah. Yeah. Hoe ben je?
2: Hi. Dit <laughs> yeah, is Student hoi. Radio Maastricht.
8: Ja, <laughs> yeah, ik heb alle dagen de Radio Maastricht aanstaan. En uh, gisteren is die de hele dag en vanmiddag viel die ook weer uit. Hoe is dat mogelijk? Is die zender dan uit de lucht of zo?
2: Het is elke woensdag van zes tot zeven. Like uh, alleen dat dit oertje. Yeah. Engels, sprekend yeah. nieuws.
8: Nee, maar was uh, vanmiddag uh, kreeg ik hem niet uh, op Maastricht, kreeg ik niet. En er was uh, wel een Duitse, een, een Duitse, <laughs> zeg ik. een Belgische oh. zender van Laanaken. Die heb ik taalmuziek opgehad.
2: Oh, de 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 Ja. Oh, yes, de Branimir. Oké, okay, oké. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Like, elke tijd we proberen Maastrichtsener muziek gehoren als.
8: Ja, dat weet ik. Maar uh, uh, dat,
2: dat was daar. Jij kunt een, een e-mail schrijven voor ons en met, met jouw keuze of muziek.
8: Ja, ik heb zondag ook gebeld, maar dan nam niemand oh. de
2: telefoon op.
8: Was die ook uitgevallen? Um, hele... Sorry,
2: madam. kun je proberen bellen op maandag?
8: Op maandag?
2: Ja, alsjeblieft.
8: Oh, en sindsdag zijn altijd die twee heren, uh, hoe heten ze? Die hebben altijd leuke muziek ook.
2: Madame, kun je je niet Sorry, madam. Madame, hello? That was (laughs) something. What happened? I I don't know, the line got cut. Couldn't hear (laughs) anymore. Um, But I think the lady was displeased with the choice of music. No, I don't know. Someone please translate it to us in comments as well.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Shit, sure this is the first time something has happened to us like that. Yeah.
3: So. Please shed some <laughs> light. I thought she was going to tell us the fundamentals of a good story. Yeah, i, was, yeah. I was getting excited. I was getting
4: ex-
2: <laughs> that that was a story. <laughs>
4: what so, <is> it? Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Anyway, let's talk about movies, how? Huh? <laughs> like we we talked about written media, uh, painted media. My phone is being also very very is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah. on that distraction so <clears throat> when we are talking about stories and interactions right um i think one of the biggest changes that happened like over time is that like when we had books um you have a book and it's just well written on paper or like in stone so to speak and it's always like the same setting same ending nothing can change whether you like it or not right but like other media like uh, other media like movies and for example TV shows or like short series open up new venues where uh, the endings can be leave ambiguous or for example I like, can have multiple different endings right or you can interact with the movie having your own uh, ways to deal with it um, what's your opinion on it Lorenzo?
3: Yeah sure I mean well not just movies but also uh, <laughs> uh, also books I think in, in every uh, kind of media we're seeing a bit of a shift away from these um conventional uh, ways of telling a story, you know, where everything's kind of wrapped up cleanly at the end and they have this nice resolution and, you know, these kind of uh, the hero saves the world, gets the girl rides off into the sunset, all this kind of crap. Um, and, you know, if I think of uh, stuff that I've been reading and seeing recently, they've definitely been trying to, like, break away from this and in favor of these more kind of open endings where you maybe get to fill it in for yourself. Um,
2: yeah, and I... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> we, just found out. Out. We, we just found out what happened with the, uh, with the, uh, with the lovely, lovely. Yeah, so like, apparently oh. she Go on. was
1: saying that uh, the radio was fallen out for the past two days and she was receiving German radio instead.
2: Oh, that's terrible. Oh, wow. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: I'm dude. so sorry for that. Poor lady. Oh,
2: she must have been afraid, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly your <laughs> radio changes to German one. <laughs> oh, I'm Polish. Okay. We are still very sensitive about it. <laughs> I'm sorry Lorenzo but uh, you were saying sorry um, um, the interactivity in movies huh
3: oh yeah sure where you know th- things <laughs> that are coming out now where they kind of uh, uh, you know, where there's not like this clean ending and they kind of leave it a bit open so that you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen, you know? What's the movie, I, for example? Oh, well, like,
2: I've seen quite a few. Inception, uh, in that's what you mean as movie. well, when they leave like the ending kind of like, did it stop rolling or not? I know think lot I mean? of indie
1: yeah. movies do that, to oh, be honest.
3: Yeah, so it's yeah. definitely a bit of an indie yeah. thing. I mean, if I think of ones I've seen recently, I've got Parasite, uh, Sorry We Missed You, the the British film by Ken Loach. Um, you've got even Marriage Story, which also has mm. this like, sort of semi-conventional Hollywood plot line. But um, mm. even, I don't know if you guys have seen the movies, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen uh, yeah. The yeah. First, Parasite. I've seen Parasite and
4: Marriage Story.
3: Yeah, sure. And they've all yeah. got these kind of endings where, you know, you sort of have a grip on what's going on. But it could still go in one of many different directions. And I think that's really nice in the sense that, the you know, the film or the the work of art is not just restricted to the two hours you spend watching it or reading it or experiencing it or whatever but it's also kind of after that you know you're discussing it you're thinking about it you may be up all night on Reddit mm. but would you about say
1: it. that that might be the next new format as in you have a uh, uh, given um, rule as how to write in a certain period of time and then people start doing that and then slowly there's this one person that deviates and you get a lot of attention and then that mm. slowly becomes the pattern again the pattern exactly yeah
3: well sure i mean I, I guess kind of the the timeline of art has always been interrupted by these uh, you know radical movements that try to break with convention and steer it in different directions i mean i would say it's kind of a, a you know, as a result of people wanting to be more involved generally in mm. the kind of content that they consume, and I think you know consumers these days are a lot more maybe active than they were in the past. And would you say but so? Though. I
1: have to disagree. <laughs> there, yeah,
3: though. exactly. Yeah. I wanted to raise that
2: with, yeah. with movies as well.
4: Yeah,
1: uh, with movies, but also I was thinking regarding theatre because that's more mm. of my field. But for instance, if you're thinking about how theatre originated, it was usually just a massive party. Where people mm. would come in and there would be blood and water and massive ships coming in and you would go for the thrill. Oh, you're or thinking you
2: of Nero, huh? Because <laughs> <Or laughs> that's, <laughs> that's
1: uh, well, if you go to like origins of theatre in the Western no. world, of course, mm. and it's different for other cultures, but you have two two things. So one was the tragedy, so the Greek tragedy that mm-hmm. most people know, and the comedy. Mm-hmm. And the comedy was usually the peasants' work, and it was just this festival where people would come in and everyone would be wearing different uh, clothing and be like acting as as different characters. Mm. It would be a whole town thing. And it's based on interaction, the entire thing. And from that, you get a story slowly. And tragedy, it's a bit more formal. So you would have the actual theater that you go to and you have the actors and so on. But people would go mostly for the thrill because they would have, have the, yeah. yeah, they would literally manage to pump water, and so you had oceans as in in the theater with mm. ships. Literally sailing across, and you would have people actually being murdered. And Which means that we are exciting. wow. Okay. Yeah. Does
2: it mean that we are actually more interactive back then yeah, <laughs> than we are now? That's, that's,
3: that's, that's actually point. a bit. Maybe sad. it's. Uh,
2: I think it's kind of a different
3: kind. You mm-hmm. know, like I think yeah. these days where you have so many different avenues that you can connect with uh, the, the artists that you like or the, the the shows or whatever. You know, like for example, when uh, do you remember when Family Guy they killed off the dog? The, the dog no. no they they killed Sorry. off uh, Brian yeah I know no one watches it anymore but uh, <laughs> there was a point I think about six or seven years ago and they lost
2: credibility you the, know
3: <laughs> they killed off the dog the, uh, Brian and he was like one of like people's favorite characters you mm. know and there was such a strong backlash from fans and they were kind of on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and whatever and they were really displeased about it to the point that you know a few days later the creator said just kidding he's <laughs> back you know it was all a big
2: ruse or whatever
5: yeah and I think now i would like to bring it back to the propaganda thing we were talking about oh yeah we did
2: talk about propaganda Mm -hmm. yeah
5: and i think a lot of times stories are used to To twist reality not twist reality necessarily in terms of propaganda but also Mm. with a political motive in mind
2: no that's Mm. what i mean yeah
5: you know and i think
2: whatever but I
1: think every story is political. Yeah, every story is, is political,
2: it's, but it's, some stories... Every story has a, well, its own moral sense or... like, or I think no, you it's
1: political because existing mm. is political. If you're in the world <laughs> and you're... but uh, yeah, It's true. true. If you're in no. the world and you're cohabiting with different people, you have your own politics per se true. and the way that you perceive the world. Is, and you can't avoid that when you tell a story. But some people may use that more consciously than others. Oh, sure. yeah, like the history of like
5: protest songs and like songs used for a political means as a way of getting your message to a large amount of people. And mm-hmm. the next song, which we have to play soon as well.
2: No, you, is, you, you are our yeah. like timer technician, as well? so
5: uh, the next one is called Behind a Wall by Tracy Chapman mm-hmm. and it's yes. an a cappella about uh, domestic abuse. It's a, heavy song, huh? it's a very heavy song, it's a very heavy song, been under two minutes. It's only two minutes long, yet it feels a lot longer. And she sung this song in front of uh, Wembley Arena, which is like 60, 70,000 people, mm. if I'm correct.
2: Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd is silent. How many Kanye Wests does it take to fill that half? I think just <laughs> <the> one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> just one, I don't know. Yeah. But let's hear the song, and I'd like to hear what your perception on it is as a, a method of storytelling or a method of yeah. mm-hmm. getting your story across. So here we go. Tracy Chapman with Behind All.
6: Another sleepless night for me, it won't do no good to call the police. Always come late, if they come at all. And when they arrive, they say they can not interfere with domestic affairs between a man and his wife. And as they walk out the door, the tears well up in her eyes last night i heard the screaming then a silence that chilled my soul prayed that i was dreaming when i saw the ambulance in the road and the policeman said i'm here to keep the peace will the crowd disperse i think we all could use some sleep last night i heard the screaming loud voices behind the wall another sleepless night for me it won't do no good to call the police always come late if they come at all Hmm.
2: if they come at all huh yeah yeah and i
5: think yeah for me that song speaks to a lot of different things about uh, domestic violence and relationships not being noticed firstly and also the failure of law enforcement to do anything about these cases mm-hmm. and it's crazy that it's such a powerful song mm-hmm. but all that's used is the power of the voice and the words yeah. within it there's no instruments, there's no, it's just the power of the voice and the words being and, the story and has, a story yeah. to tell
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's like when I asked before what does it make a story? It didn't necessarily mean the building blocks, mm-hmm. but like what does actually make it? Of course, like we talked about the situation, but to... to, <clears throat> How do you transfer the feeling of it? Because mm-hmm. you can say the same situation, explain it in like 50 different ways. But uh, which uh, way for you actually works? And like that's... that's which also, medium? Which medium, you know, which medium allows you to immerse? Like we already talked about uh, written media. We touched upon the movie shows, TV shows. Um, what about video games and like other interactive media, which also like appeared like later on the timeline, but opened again even further like ways to interact, right? To immerse yourself. Um, I there is this thing called Michael Bay effect when you're talking about movies, especially. Like when you think of it, when the first movies were being released, it was such a technical marvel, Like so they were all very rudimentary, right? So like very basic movies, whatever they tried to convey, it had to be said with very few shots and like very few words, right? And nowadays, when everything became so easy to to record and to make, um, did the quality of our art also like follow up with the easiness or do you think it actually dumped it down? Mm -hmm. Because I'm more in the club of, in general, it dumped it down Like as I said, Michael Bay, you go to the movie, another blockbuster, the very non-existent story. But people Mm. go and what it activates in their brains is the dopamine boost, you know, explosion here like this, there. They don't even have time to think because in two hour uh, movie you have like five shots, which is just like essentially just like Mm -hmm. one long explosion, right?
1: I would have a discussion with my dad so often about art and the we would argue there would be two different ways of creating art and one is the Dionysiac way and the other one is the Apollinean way. And I don't know if you know, that, like in Greek myth. Mythology. Last time Sarsid
2: mentioned pla- so Plato, now <laughs> we, are <laughs> no, we are
9: really
2: keeping sticking to us. No,
1: Dionysius is like, I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right because this is Portuguese, but Dionysius is this, the god of, um, of, uh, of fun and wine, wine and, yeah. um, and orgies. And Apollo is the, the god of the structure and uh, planning mm-hmm. and precision. And we would argue that there are some, some sort of art and some sort of creations and some sort of stories Mm -hmm. that come from this urge and you have to just put it out and it just comes and you don't really think much about the structure because the structure is already Mm functioning content they're not they're not separate there's one single single thing that you need to tell Mm
9: -hmm. and it's
1: quite powerful and strong and i think when ruby put the chapman song that that's that's kind of what happens you know and then there's another sort of creating um a way, there is this Apollinian way where you have this kind of idea but you still have to prepare it and you mm-hmm. put block by block and follow a certain structure that that's also kind of what I was talking about before. And both of them might turn out great and might turn out not so great.
2: Depends on the Depends. on the story itself. Like what do you try to or
1: Yeah but or not necessarily um I don't know. I think I think they're just different, mas- different ways and personally I really uh, like this Dionysiek D- D- way because that, that's very powerful for me.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think uh, Rafa you mentioned something really interesting now and you said uh, something about having very few words to tell your story. Mm-hmm and I, I think in the case of this uh, Tracy Chapman song, for mm-hmm. me what makes it so powerful is that she says so much while actually saying very little if you look mm. at the amount of words and the amount of times she repeats herself, there's actually not that much variation in what she says but she paints such a picture mm. um, I, I mean for me in, in my own writing, I, you know I, uh, my first drafts are often quite fluffy and, and I mean a little bit pompous, you know, because I <laughs> tend to just kind of spew it out there and then try and trim it back afterwards and what I like to do as like an exercise is try to write a story in a single sentence or for example a haiku or like a four-line oh, yeah. poem or that kind of thing
4: mm-hmm.
3: um you know just to basically try to convey as much as possible in such a short mm-hmm. space because i think it's really genius that people are able to do that yeah, yeah a, i think for me it's the reason. same po- i always po-
1: try to reach kind of the simplicity because i think what you want to tell it doesn't need many words it's, it's yeah. just that one thing and right you just need words. to find it yeah and, and i you, think
5: you in, in both it. writing poetry theater and song mm. It's uh, about the pauses. It's just about it's uh, as much about the pauses and emphasis on certain words and the way mm-hmm. in which you place that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. it changes uh, the words very a lot. So yeah. I think a lot of the storytelling method has to do with how you use that yeah. to take to tell what you want and yeah. to
1: tell your message. And you mentioned also the, pol- the politics behind it, and I think it also kind of fits in this Gio- Dionysius um, Apollo kind of thing because I think. Like
2: this one came the, from the, the urge.
1: Yeah, I think the the urge, mm. the, the the political urge, comes from this. And, mm-hmm. but then the political manipulation comes from this well-planning planned uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, project. And even in the tragedy comedy that I was mentioned before, it also happens in that way. So the the tragedy, the, the theater that was uh, created in in Greece, mm-hmm. they originally came up with that idea because they needed to control the population. So they were like, okay, how do we gather all of these people and make them less violent? That was literally what they had in mind. So it was mm-hmm. like, okay, let's make this thing that happens every once in a while and we show them all of the violence so they reach this thing called catharsis. Yeah, yeah. So once they have that already in, th- in the theatre, they don't need to do that in the real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the thing. And, but and it's the same with religion
2: as well and books, yeah, right? Like I those were the stories that were meant to initially just instill certain like morality on people, right? Mm-hmm. The first, so that everyone gets the same story and everyone abides the same rules, right?
1: Yeah, and I think so. that's always going to be the case mm. then and nowadays as well. You have the Hollywood films; they also have this kind of very moral feeling to it, and you have the. Indie films that have to find their own budget and do their own things, which also might turn out more like Hollywood, or may- maybe not, but mm-hmm. there's always mm-hmm. going to be that case. And, if, and I think we also, one single person can produce both things d- depending on what point in their life they are.
2: Yeah, sure. But though I was referring mostly to the difference in, yeah, when you have like those indie movies, right? Like you may have like two, three hour long movie, which is going to be like, I don't know, silent shot, like slow shots, whatever. And it's going to like have its own like, story which often like just one scene for example like two minute scene of feeding a dog is gonna tell you more than an hour worth of transformers right and then you think of the budgets that like that went into it and all i mean is that um the the the, the way we get immersed in the stories is like there's also like different ways because one probably wakes up that does more towards you you're the scientist here but i i i would think that um over time we also stimulate, uh, we started stimulating different parts of our brains through those stories, because when people are reading books, I would say that like something kicks in their brain, they start imagining things, right? If they go to the cinema now and go to watch Transformers, it's literally just like this adrenaline kick in, which is, gives you completely different, like they also feel hyped and like, whoa, I watched something, but it's completely different like process going inside of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, opinion on this? <laughs> I mean, I kind yeah. of lost my point. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just yeah. the w- different mediums will affect you in different ways. And there's always, whenever you're creating something, you're mm. gonna have to make this decision. Okay, do I, is it better to put it in words only? Or is it better to make a film out of it? Is it better to make a podcast out of it? What, how do those two correlate? And I think- well,
2: What's the best way to transfer? What yeah, do you want to actually to show? Yeah, right? and I as think well.
1: what you mentioning earlier as well about interaction also comes with that because mm. different ways of, uh, of uh, producing things come with different ways of interaction and some of them might be easier than others. I don't know, if you publish a book, then well, you leave it out there. And of course, someone might find your name or a contact info and write you an email or a letter, or whatever. But that's a bit harder than, I don't know, make a YouTube video mm. and immediately people can post it down there or, oh, I don't know, like like fanfic uh, stuff that people are constantly writing together. Yeah.
2: Mm. What do you What do you guys think? Because we are about to reach our end game. Um, what do you guys think- Still got caught an hour. Oh yeah, well, but we are gonna <coughs> fill it nicely. Um, what do you guys think could be the next stage of storytelling? I mean, after we've reached the level of like having our movies and whatnot, can we take it further? Stage? Think? I think
5: it's a never-ending cycle of creation. Mm-hmm. We're always creating mm. things, and I don't think I'll ever stop. I think perhaps the forms, the feelings, like mu- like musically, so much mm. has changed in a hundred years.
2: Of course, yeah.
5: In essence, people are still telling the same kind of stories Mm -hmm. about coming of age, about love, about lust, Mm -hmm. about politics.
2: Because stories are always meant to teach something i suppose the yeah. original stories right yeah, some so kind of truth about exactly. life or about mm.
3: yourself or seeing the world through the eyes no, of other people i don't think will so. ever
5: stop as well as the mm. truths there's always the entertainment value
3: yeah sure as long as there's yeah. people there will be stories huh but i think the format's going to change you yeah. know i yeah, mean the, maybe the format we'll i'm see asking about yeah, sure. what do you
2: think would be the next thing now well, we have vr what's next matrix well, even
3: even before vr you know you had this black mirror yeah. uh this yeah, Bandersnatch snatch you know you sit there with your remote controller and that's kind of like uh, following the line of these choose-your-own-adventure books. And exactly. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or the
5: text-based and games the as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's some... I don't know if that's necessarily going to become kind of the thing or yeah. like the mainstream, you know. Just I think the it's, cost it's a of, of producing gimmicky.
2: so many different scenes, I think that would be just not viable for like everything, mm, but yeah. some things... Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think in terms of cost, it wouldn't be that much of a problem. But Depends I think it's, it's mm. more to do with the storytelling itself because... It, it it gives you a sensation that you're interacting more and so on, but
2: we are so I close within the you, same loop. Like the story is yeah, actually yeah. the same you know? loop. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And you have a choice, but the ending is it's an choice. You know yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: and they, I think the inter- at least for me, when I come to when I choose to read something or watch something or whatever, mm-hmm. I just want to sit there and absorb someone else. I want to to feel that d- that something else. Mm. And if you want to create something, then you also want that interaction, the, the proper interaction and not knowing where you're going to reach. If yeah. you already didn't have that set, then it's... Mm.
5: That's the thing for... Sorry. And we've got, we've got uh, time for a couple more songs now. Mm-hmm. But I want to play one more song in the last 10 minutes before our closing one. Mm-hmm. And this you next song is called Conundrum by Hack Baker. And it plays into this sort of I'm just going to sit here and make my thing. And if you like it, then great. If you don't, then great as well. But it was very much just a way of creating an urge just to create, like you said, a Dionysus 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 (laughs) approach. So I would like to hear it. And then we can do a last little discussion about the song. Mm
9: -hmm. Lovely. Up in the land of the sinners Home of the brave bone and the winners Oh, what I do to go back to winter Oh, five chicken chips for our dinner You drive a bike with your mates in the ringer You're selling weed to make your pocket money bigger The old bill are always locking up my niggas The white boys nicking bites to make figures Growing up in East London Sunny East London Chucking eggs at the corner at the junction at the junction, running from the old Billy Rancher No, we don't trust him. Yo, going up in East London, on the corner waiting for conundrums. Every day, every day was a laugh. The lads jumping in the docks for a bath. All night as in the blocks at the weekend You live one, two cares about sleeping We used to huddle cause we didn't have eating Unless my mums I was tired of the beatings We Miss Tommy all of us are still grieving It can't wait till the day we re him. Jump on a train down the south end Twenty-five young men all at their wit's end We're all in it for the love of shenanigans In PRU units and anger management It was forty pence for a bus Still the lads, jump in the back when all falls We're Jogging home to get changed To kick the football about in the cage oh, Growing up in East London Sunny East London Chucking eggs at the corner of the junction the junctions, running from the old billy round the junctions no we don't trust them boy they're growing up in East London on the corner waiting for conundrums see I grew up in the land of the sinners home of the brave, bowling and the winners oh what I do to go back to winter Oh, five chicken chips for our dinner you drive a bat with your mates in the ringer you send a weed to make your pocket money bigger the old bill always locking up my niggas got the lads sleeping on London pillars <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: welcome back
2: <laughs> welcome back the last seven minutes of our show eight yeah, yeah. Seven, and a half. seven and a half. and counting no less (laughs) um i just before we we got cut i i I had a question because we were talking about this uh how how the the illusion of choice is there we have the closed loop like even if like it gives you like multiple endings whatnot and since we were talking about immersion before like at first i was thinking that okay having the choice allows you to immerse yourself Mm -hmm. but does it really Mm-hmm. because uh, that was interesting that you said when you want, when you are watching a movie or going or like the theater you want to just be immersed in it you don't question anything it just happens and you believe it right It's either it
1: that or I want to actually participate and exactly interact in a way that, you will interfere with the ending. Mm-hmm. Or we will make me feel something. And I think what is lacking is to feel something. You don't not interact just for interacting. Exactly. You interact because you want to f- be part of it. Yeah,
2: and so it essentially breaks this immersion as well, because you need to focus on interactions so you're not fully immersed, exactly. you con- Yeah. you know? So. Yeah, and
1: I think in theater also that happens mm. a, a lot. I've been to wonderfully made interactive theater pieces and such bad ones. <laughs> mm. And I think the main difference is precisely when, when you forget that you're in a play. And you start believing yeah. in that. And, and when once That's you walk true. out is you have this kind of shock and it's like, oh wait, that wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sure, sure.
3: But I mean, you can only stretch this interaction so far, right? Exactly. I mean, you can, uh, I mean, I really like story-based video games because I, I like to feel like I'm sort of the actor. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm being guided in a way within this kind of very clear rules-based mm. context. But, you know, you can't have it your own way, really. Otherwise, what would happen? You create the story. I mean, that just wouldn't work. Mm. Or maybe that's something for Maybe does the future. That's the future AI-generated
2: <laughs> things, right? Yeah, when like I was that would little,
1: uh, be. I used to have this thing that I really wanted to have some sort of or whatever that you put in your head and then whatever you imagine becomes a film. Oh, so wow. instead of like <laughs> to just sit there thinking of things and everything just is created.
2: Two hours <laughs> later you really regret it, huh? <laughs> I don't
1: know. No. I, th- I think I would like that if it happened in the future. You just sit down and create it.
2: Do you still have a squeeze a song in between or?
1: No,
5: you've got like
2: a couple more minutes to, talk no, to close s- up. Do we have any cultural oh, yeah. agenda for this week? Is there something happening? Um, some, some, something. Well, it's a relatively quiet week this week. Yeah. Well, there's the usual in La Babalanka, I would take it. The yeah. usual in Complex and the usual in Music Gitaray. So, that's your cultural agenda for the first week of the January time. 2020. Of the yeah, decade, there's, <laughs> a,
1: there's a New Year's drinks that put, and putlock at the in Green 9th, so tomorrow. So, tomorrow, it happens <laughs> from 6.30 on, uh, 6 pm. They're all on the same day, like, <laughs> yeah, there's the also years. the UN Pride thing, uh, also mm. the same day from 7.30 onwards. And um, it's also. There's Gender Space oh, Clothing yeah, yeah, Swap yeah. at 5 pm at uh, the Gender Space. Um, yeah. Where is Gender Space? Where is Gender Space? I actually, I'm not quite sure, but you can find that on Facebook. There is a link. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook. Bogodernstraat.
5: Yeah. Just be Cafe Rose. Yeah, take it.
1: Oh, there you go.
5: <laughs> Isn't that Battery Strat? No, it's not. It's <laughs> bochardestart, I think. I don't
2: know if I'm pronouncing it. Anyhow, anyway. <laughs> any last thoughts on stories, immersions, storytelling, propaganda, religions? I
1: do I, I think we can do a bit of a... Self- favorite, guys, from, yeah. from
2: from all of you, favorite book, movie, and uh, other one thing of media. What, of all time? or Yeah, well, you're top. For me, book, Dune, movie, Heat, video game, Disco Elysium. Oh, wow. Lorenzo. I don't have favorites. Jeez. Uh, one. My
3: goodness. I, I mean, just off the top of my head, book. I don't know, 1984,
2: maybe. Oh, just yeah. because
3: yeah. the, the ending is still with me, actually. Yeah, I read okay. it two years ago and the Okay, ending then is still one with thing, guys, me. since uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I have more, sure.
2: more dedicated uh, <laughs> likes than you. <laughs> Ruby, one thing which you would really recommend as a story to people.
5: As a story? Uh, no. It's, oh, okay. Uh, there's this 1990 film called Trust, Luna. <laughs> I love this film. Yeah, the, it's kind of like Trust. If Hollywood wasn't Hollywood and everything's a bit weird and dark and dystopian, mm. and I kind of just like the comedic tone, mm. despite mm-hmm. how depressing the topic is.
2: That's I need to follow up. I know the eight, 1984 no. Luna.
1: Life. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite story.
4: Oh, the telling. movie or the the book? <laughs> because there, was, oh, there is also. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, but that's the comment I was going to make. I think storytelling is everywhere. And if there was one last thing that i like to say, I think even this radio episode is storytelling. What we're saying is storytelling. All the things that happen in between is storytelling. Well, that story
3: was, huh? Well, that and woman that called in, that was quite a story. Yeah. That was, yeah, so I
5: think we'll consider today as a story as well.
1: Yeah, and things just... Uh, I you mean, don't always have control and it just happens and you go with it. And I think that's when the most interesting, interesting things really... Mm.
3: Element kind of, of surprise. Yeah, mm. yeah. We, we just need like open an to an organ outro to play us out now. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. we have one.
5: We don't have an organ outro, but we have <laughs> La Salami, well, which Luna yeah. like. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you all.
5: Thanks to code for free and RTV for helping us out on making radio. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 And we'll leave you with a fantastic story for the last two minutes.
10: Took the bus. Took the train, went to work, ignored the pain What a rainy day, unfriendly faces Got dragged around all types of places Closed my eyes, smelt your hair Looked around, but you weren't there Had some lunch, jacket potatoes Chicken wings and fried tomatoes After that, lit a fag, said a prayer And took a- Days toast, never do combust so much i burn burned for the both of us though Second day, second job Passing thought for the world to stop Shoes are too tight, feet are aching good and sick but i was faking when i do go i'm late always make the same mistake that mistake being not caring six days a week i'm far my bearings but to be fair i might have cared might have cared if you were there might have cared if you were there might have cared if you were there Rest as hell, fatigued as fuck Putrid passion, rotten luck Worked to death, jumping at the bit Crazed as Christ and broke a shit Watched the news, someone died Saw the mother, teary-eyed sunshot shot dead on Woolworth Road I thank God, no one I know I went to work for the NHS Mental health, people depressed Met Joanne, scared of Living, afraid of dying, terrified Of being, then met Paul Schizophrenic, shaking limbs Paranoid, fanatic, unwashed ten Days in a row, so afraid Almost paralytic, I tell them That I'd do the same in certain Moods on certain days, but despite the same ways I could think I could not do much to convince them. Back to base, had a meeting, tickets die a week, cause their parents beat them. I wish I could say I was surprised. The news just choose which ones to highlight. Choose which ones to highlight.